Hey guys, welcome to my podcast Mind Maps, where each episode we will be traveling to a new destination on our mind maps, whether it be the mind of a friend that has started a nonprofit to a teacher with a YouTube channel. So today I have these amazing guests from Girl Boss um, podcast, and they are Lana, or is it, not, sorry, not Lana, Lalana? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, Lana and Zoya, um, yeah, if you guys could just tell me a bit about yourselves and about Go Boss podcasts, that'd be amazing. Yeah, sure. So, hi, I'm Zoya, and I am a rising junior, and I'm just really excited. We started this podcast, Hashtag Girl Boss, a couple months ago in order to just reach out to young individuals about um, leadership skills and, you know, empower them with specific you know, activities and skills to like be a better person and get out into the real world and do better. And yeah, I'm passionate about coding, art, calligraphy, painting, and hanging out with my friends and family. Um, hi, my name's Lilana and I'm the other co-host of Hashtag Girl Boss. So as Zoya said, we started this podcast to basically and essentially like empower others, especially women. And we wanted to teach um, them leadership skills that me and Zoya have both have gained over time. And so we just wanted to spread that virtue, I guess. And then I guess on the side, I like baking, playing with my dog, listening to music, and I play the violin. Why did you guys originally want to start your podcast? Like, Um, Did you hear other people's podcasts that were similar to, um, like, what you were trying to do, um, things like that? Um, In terms of a podcast, um, I've always wanted to teach people leadership skills, and so has Zoya, and we noticed that Yes, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but we saw a lot focusing on mental health and more like just life in general. And so we wanted to bring leadership into those components that were already um, being taught and kind of give people a new mix, which has, hasn't really been like seen before kind of thing. Yeah, I, that's our whole motive behind it. I mean, we wanted to bring something new to the table. And I remember it all started like when we were doing something for our robotics team and we were like, should we start a podcast? And at that time it didn't really work out. And so I contacted little Lana and I was like, how about we just start a podcast? And it just turned into like leadership skills. And because that's something we both are sort of passionate about, I guess, and just trying to help people out and spreading awareness about certain topics. And as we've been doing the podcast and recording more episodes, we've come to realize how much more there is to the whole concept of leadership and especially empowering women with those skills, hence our name, hashtag girlboss. And so, um, yeah, we've just been trying to get more awareness out about more specific topics after that. Right, Um, and I'd love to know, like, when you both got into um, business or when you, like, realized your passion for business and leadership. For me, it would start probably actually my freshman year of high school. I started participating in a club called DECA. So that's like a leadership-based club. And so that's when I started especially develop developing my um, skills and passion for leadership. And then I took that forward through club positions and actually uh, co-founding um, my nonprofit. And so I just kind of funneled these business skills into my passion through actions and clubs, I guess. Yeah. And... I actually came to know about DECA from Lilana because we were like in freshman year, we got to know more about each other and she was part of DECA and it just sounded fun. 
And uh, towards like the end of freshman year, I started becoming more interested in finance. And especially all my life, I really liked handling money. I don't know if that makes sense, but like managing like my pocket money and like trying to make sure that I save money for something I want to buy and also making sure that like I can get what I need. So just doing all of that really made me understand the values of finance. And because of that, I wanted to go into like the finance and business field sort of. So I wanted to give DECA the club a try. And it was literally the best experience ever. I mean, I really realized my passion for that. So I guess that's what it, where it all started. And I hope to just continue that from now on and yeah, make it into a career or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I also do DECA at my school, and I wish I found it, like, earlier. Like, I wish I did it freshman year, um, because, like, again, it, I just loved how you can simulate, like, a real-life experience, or, like, a real-life um, scenario um, in, like, a setting with a business professional. It's, like, amazing, so I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, getting into business, I know you guys wanted to talk about, like, the stigmas that um, women face in business. Do you guys have anything specific that um, you guys wanted to ask or just like a topic um, regarding that? I would definitely, when it comes to women in business with the stigmas, would definitely talk about uh, the wage differences and then also like how women like always were put down, I guess, in different types of workforce uh, um, environments like business and STEM. And so that has actually caused us to be like, I guess, less confident. And so that definitely comes into role with leadership in business because a lot of people especially women don't feel confident. And so I think that's like a big uh, stigma that's kind of, that's prevalent in the business industry. Nowadays, we've seen like a lot of these things improving, but um, because of like the history and everything, like our own history, we've just seen from the beginning of times that women have been put down for certain things. And especially in the workforce, there's not a lot of opportunities for women. I mean, especially back then. And because of that, um, I guess they got sort of like a late head start into certain fields. And when business started to get popular and even other um, types of career opportunities as well, women were sort of behind on that. And so even now we sort of see, I mean, less confident when going into certain fields. So it would be great to empower women with, you know, the knowledge that that's not even a thing anymore, like to eliminate that stigma and be uh, confident enough to get out there and, you know, do what you really like. Definitely. Um, and adding on to the confidence thing, I remember um, in my business class, actually, at um, my school, we have a course, it's called IB Business Management. And our teacher, one week, it was like a TED Talk, like week, and she would just show us all these different TED Talks um, based around business. And one of them, I think it was a lady, and she was talking about, again, the kind of stigmas or hardships that women face in business. Um, and then she was talking about how women are like, less likely to raise their hands or like speak their own minds in classrooms because they just feel like they won't be picked or like they just are always underestimating themselves mm -hmm. and so I think that comes to play a lot in like business with women where like again you feel less confident with like you know such a big population of um men like surrounding the field and also like yeah it is very men dominated um or man dominated and it's just like it's just hard for women to be in those like leadership positions and I saw this Instagram post I think a while ago and it was like deleting all the men from like um pictures and just like that spoke so much like without even like saying anything like it was just crazy to see how like once they took away all the men there was only like five women in the room and that's just insane to think about um yeah. so yeah I totally agree with both of what you guys are saying 
Yeah, that's a great point to bring up actually, because um, being confident enough to bring up a point that might get put down, or even if it isn't, just being like a minority in a certain group um, really lessens the feeling of like actually being there and actually wanting to do what you like. So that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, definitely to bring up being like a minority definitely makes you feel like, like it's, I guess, a tiny thought in your head, like, oh, it, I don't think my opinion matters that much. Why should I stand up? So I guess in our case, in terms of the stigma, I guess the women are the minority. So a lot of them are like, yeah, not confident when it comes to like venturing out their own ideas and starting their own startups and businesses. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I guess going into, I don't know if this is kind of trailing off topic, but going into like minorities in business, um, I saw this one LinkedIn post. I, I keep talking about my posts that I've seen, but um, <laughs> like it, it was this one and it was like showing the logos of different companies if it were based on the percentage of white employees in their um, leadership. And it was crazy to see like Netflix was almost like 94% white or something. And like their lo whole logo was almost, you couldn't even see it because it was so um, white. And I was just like, that's insane to think about because you, you think now in like 2020, still like 90 like 90 plus percent of their um workforce the leadership team especially too is white um and like just knowing that like the ratios are not proportionate right because obviously there's not like 90 percent of people in business being white um so it's just like so disproportionate and just seeing that i just like was so shocked because i was like it's 2020 like you know, yeah. I think now, more diversity. Mm -hmm. now you mention it, I'm like mind blown. Like, what? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really weird because you would expect that we've come so far and after such a long way and after gaining so much diversity, especially in our country right now, you would think that things would be different. But I feel like, I don't know, there's just mind blowing statistics out there. Like, it's, it's sort of hard to imagine, but I feel like just overcoming that needs to be something that people need to speak up for. And I think um, by just speaking about this in our podcast um, really brings awareness to it and just getting the thought out there that maybe just the idea of leadership is just surrounded by one race. I mean, that's just a whole other stigma. We've been talking about women in the workforce right now, but there's so many other minor minorities and other groups that need to be um, put out there that are also facing the same hardships and yeah right exactly um yeah I definitely agree with that and I think um going back to the wages when we were talking I think um La Lalana mentioned it a bit like the wages um and I okay so I don't have that much knowledge on like um I think I mean, I know a little bit, right, that obviously women aren't paid as much as men um, in the workforce. Um, but could you speak a little bit more on that for if you guys have like more knowledge than me on the stigmas that women face um, for wages specifically in business? Well, I mean, oh, go ahead. Okay. I don't know like specific statistics or like numbers, but I do know, especially, I guess this is a little off topic, but like women in the STEM field, especially see um, their wages, like not being equivalent to those of men, even though they're giving the same level of like productivity or doing the same activity, they get paid less. And I'm pretty sure that does transfer over to a lot of other fields, such as business. So like, if there's like a woman doing the same marketing thing as a man, their chances of being paid less is still like occurring today, even though it's 2020. So mm -hmm. it's still a little unfair, yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I don't know any specific statistics, but because I read like The Economist, I know one of the articles on there um, a few months ago was about women and especially like wage gaps. And I think, I mean, it's definitely something that exists for every single field out there. And it's like Lana said, we've sort of explored more into like the STEM and STEM field. And we know that women definitely get um, paid less for the same work that um, men would do, for example. And I feel like that just applies to maybe like any field. And there are some companies that try to not implement that anymore. And I think that is great. But I feel like more awareness should be put out there for that because it would be amazing to see just every single business company or field out there practicing that. And not just for women, but even like we talked about other groups and minorities that have been facing this. And it'd be great if everyone was treating uh, treated based on their capabilities and not just because of their gender or their race or you know, any other thing that might put distinctions on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know definitely. It's just mind boggling to me to think that we would discriminate against somebody just cause like the pigment of their skin tone is different. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but I think it was like circulating around TikTok and it was of this guy and he had like this um, basket of eggs, right? And like eggs can come in all different shades and colors. And so there's like a white egg, there's a brown egg, there was like a darker egg. But you know, once he cracked all of them, the insides were all the same. It's just the shells were different. And so yeah. that's just insane to think that like, just cause you know, your shell, your skin is different than somebody else. You can be treated so differently. Um, and like, I also saw this one thing where it was, um, like showing why we have different pigments and it was like saying Africa is like um like the sun hits it a lot if that makes sense like it's really hot so obviously their skin has to adjust to that and in like European countries it's colder it's like a different um environment so their skin has to like adapt to that and so that's really the only reason why we have different pigments um Right. So yeah, that's just something interesting to think about. Yeah, that, that same thing with the pigment, it like works exactly like that in, in India. Like the southern part of India has more farmlands and more sun, so like they're darker and versus like the northern Indians where they don't have as much farmland or like much sun exposure, so they're like lighter. So yeah, I've heard that one too. Yeah, that's, that's actually like um, true and I've read that too. I mean, it's just horrible. And the eggshell reference you made, I've actually seen that on TikTok as well. And when I saw it, I was just like, that analogy just speaks the truth. It just says everything that needs to be said. I mean, all that matters is what's on the inside. I mean, what skills you have, um, experience, capabilities, and not just how you look on the outside. Because if we were to judge everyone based on how they look, the standards in our lives would be really different right now and even worse than it is now. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Um, and like, this is really off topic. I just want to add this in here, though. But like talking about analogies and to kind of help people um, understand concepts better, like, you know, racism and things like that. I saw this one analogy that this guy made. It's going to sound so weird, but it makes so much sense once like I say it. So basically, he was talking about masks, right? And so he was saying these two men, like they're both peeing at each other. Okay, this sounds so <laughs> weird. But like, um, one guy... He, like, um, the guy that's peeing on, like, another person, like, the person that's being peed on, he, like, zips up his pants, right? So that, like, the pee's, like, you know, it's, like, not gonna go, like, on him. <laughs> but then if the other guy that's peeing, if he, like, zips up his pants, then he's just gonna be peeing himself, if that makes sense. So that's, like, an analogy for, like, masks, where if you just, like, wear your mask when, um, 
you might possibly have COVID, you're just like protect. Like I feel like people don't realize how much like masks um, pr protects you. And if people like are, um, they see like these types of analogies, they might like get the concept better in their brains. I don't know. That was just something yeah, I wanted to add is, in. That totally makes sense. I mean, I've seen one like that with like a seatbelt, I think, where, I mean, why do you wear your seatbelt? It's to keep you safe. I mean, in some, like, I know it's in some states, it's not a law, like in the backseat, especially, you don't have to wear, especially if you're over like 18, I think, but, or if something, but regardless, um, I've seen like, why do you wear your seatbelt? It's for the safety. Even if you're told to or told not to, you do it for yourself. And so the mask works the same way, just because it's not a law, it's for your own safety. And I think people really need to understand that. And I think analogies really play a big role in how we perceive and understand things. And I think looking at um, other perspectives really helps to get to know about them in another way. Yeah, definitely. Like when the government or the law tells you to do something versus when you see like a social media post with like an eye catching or funny or even relatable like analogy it definitely sticks in your head. And coming to like talking about masks. Yeah, it's like protecting yourself and, to, and yourself and everything. But it's also about the others that are around you. You want to protect them too. So definitely I think analogies are like a great, great way to drill into people's head like dude, wear a mask. <laughs> kind of I guess talk about like the self-esteem kind of like how you view yourself like physically and stuff like that we could talk about that too because that does play a role into how women see themselves um, when it comes to confidence mm -hmm. yeah I mean I totally agree with you because I know that's a huge huge issue and it's something that I think a lot of people spend time thinking about especially like outer appearance and I feel like people just made it a way like to they judge themselves and it's sort of like they make it as other people are going to judge them based on that and it's sad but in some places you can see it as being true like i know i read this one thing about how there was like a company and it wasn't like here it was like a country in asia i think and he basically hired like the ceo he basically hired women based on um, their looks and one of them like he uh, she came in for an interview and everything and after that when he found out that she doesn't fit into either a small or an extra small size he was like you can't be in this company and you can just like leave like he literally told her to leave and I mean after hearing the story I was kind of shocked and I was like so he only hires people based on what size they were like I feel like that sort of thing and because these things exist uh, more women think that like your looks really matter when they really don't. I mean, looks literally play no role in anything whatsoever. So I really think that it's important to eliminate that in our society today. Yeah, definitely hearing that company thing, that is beyond shocking, especially now. But like, yeah, that's so true. Like, there's so many people working now trying to be like that I guess, mental, like, perspective of, hey, your looks don't define you, but if there's people like that out there, companies that are reinforcing, like, oh, that size zero, like, oh, you need to be, like, fair skin, like, that's gonna, like, take it back even a notch um, instead of improving that already worsened stigma of, hey, you need to look pretty to do good things, like, that's, I guess that's sad to know it's existing, but definitely your looks don't define you. And it's going to be such a lie if I don't say that I've never looked in the mirror and was like, oh, maybe I want to change that. That's, we've all done that. It's just true. Like your looks, they don't define you. There's a personality inside of you. There's your goals inside of you that like matter more.
definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like going back to what you're talking about, like the company that you said the man, he didn't even like accept a girl that didn't fit into excess or S sizes. That's crazy to think about. But I remember seeing this um, Netflix show. It's called Selling Sunset. And it's like, um, it's like this group of it's like run by these two men and then it's like a group of women they're like all that they literally are all like bombshells you guys know what bombshells are right just like um blonde you know heavy makeup super like skinny all like all this stuff but um just like seeing that because like I actually used to want to go into real estate but then like when you like compare yourself to these people and you see like oh but they're only hiring like this look of girls you know everybody's like blonde everybody has like blue eyes you know and like they're all super skinny and like having this whole look and they're always you know all these amazing dresses you just like inherently I feel like once you see that you just compare yourself and you think okay wait maybe I can't do that because you don't see people like you um there and so like kind of I don't know if this is a sidetrack but I feel like if you think about it a woman that like is super I guess like if you were to look at a woman that would like look kind of the same as Donald Trump, but as, like, a woman, if that makes sense. I feel like she wouldn't be in, like, that high position. Like, I feel like I've never seen a woman that looks like that in high positions, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I'm, like... Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. like, with men, it doesn't matter how you look, you know, that never, like, brings you down. But with a woman, yeah, it does play a role even minorly, like, anywhere you look. Mm -hmm. And you see so many people trying to change themselves because of that, because they think that if they don't fit into a certain group, they're not good enough. And I mean, there's so many things out there. Like, I know there's like skin bleaching products where it's just gonna be like fair, for example. Um, there's one thing I heard where like people inject themselves with like um, certain things that helps like their skin look brighter and fairer. Yeah, I've heard it's, that. I just think that's like horrible to do to yourself. I mean, it has so many side effects. And if you're doing that just to change how you look and like trying to look better, look better, look different, I mean, it's sort of going so far to change yourself. And I've seen so many, I mean, people go as far as like doing harsh diets and like exercising and without eating anything just to look skinnier. I mean, all of these things are just to sort of um, fit into a certain group. And I think it's just unacceptable to do that to yourself. And it's more to stay healthy and be happy with what you have. And I really think so. It's important to like eliminate these standards that like social media and everything um, that's been set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, and like going back to the bleaching thing, I feel like that has to do with a bit of colorism, you know, like in because I know um, in Asia and like I think India too, there is like a bit of a colorism thing where I think it was also back in the day too. Like it's just like ingrained in the society where like if you have fair skin, you just like are elite or like you like hold yeah. like a position. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's just like something that we have to change within the um, structure of like what their beauty standards are. And that's just like so sad to think that people would go that far of like injecting themselves with like, mm-hmm. I don't even, it's literally probably poisonous for you, but they're still willing to take that risk just so that they can fit into what society deems as like beautiful. Yeah. Um, In terms of like the colorism you're talking about, yeah, like the status thing, I think that was like a long time ago. They were like, oh, the elites like get to stay inside. So they're not in the sun and they're not as dark versus the people who are working are going to be darker kind of thing. But that wasn't actually true. It was kind of like based on from where you're from, like with genetics and the sun exposure. But yeah, that was, I think that's one thing. And it's the status thing is still, I guess, engraved in some um, Indian culture. Like people 
still, it's sad to say, but still in 2020, there's still some people like, oh, why don't you go marry a fair girl? Or that still exists. It's so sad, but like, it still exists. But like, definitely I've seen in India that it's getting better because there used to be some like creams and stuff called like, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there's this cream called Fair and Lovely. And it's like a cream you put on your face like every day. And it just like self like bleachens and bleachens, bleaches and like helps your skin glow, uh, glow and stuff. But that's actually been recently banned. So they're slowly working their way towards like no colorism but yeah it's just like yeah, I mean it's great to see society sort of improving their standards and um, making sure that like these discriminations don't happen and so that people don't have to change themselves to fit into um, certain groups and it's great to see that and I hope that in more um, more years to come people actually see the light and you know see that there's not just one way. Everyone's different and everyone deserves the same opportunities overall. Yeah, definitely. Also, like, a, I guess a concept that kind of relates to that where everybody is unique and there's no one box you can fit in. Um, like right now, I am a junior going to senior year. So it's like college app season, right? And like, I feel like everybody has this mentality during college apps that like college are, are looking for a specific person. Like they're looking for you to do X, Y, and Z to get into it. But in reality, like, you know, nobody's the same. Like, they can't be looking for the exact same person to get into their colleges. Like, everybody's so unique. So you just have to kind of embrace your uniqueness and um, the different things that make you you to actually just, like, I think, thrive and be yourself and embrace that. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely talking about like the XYZ mold for colleges that just doesn't exist. They look at your passions. They like look at when you're applying like, oh, th is this person like really passionate about this one thing? Okay. And then did they work on this passion? Yeah, they did. That makes them like a very diligent student. They're not looking at, oh, okay, you played orchestra. Good. Tick. You were in band. Tick. They, they don't like, they don't have like a checklist to mark off. Like if you did fine arts, had good grades. Like they, they have like, they don't have a mold. Each kid is individual and that's definitely how they look at it so yeah oh and good luck on your college apps thank you <laughs> yeah good luck thank you yeah I guess now talking about because we talked about all these stigmas now so now I guess talking about how we can break these and how you can overcome these different stigmas um I guess one that I want to talk about is not being confident in yourself like we mentioned a bit um in the beginning where you know women are more likely to not raise their hands or speak their minds in classrooms um I think for this like everybody's uncertain like you're not the only you have to realize that like you know you might not know the answer to this question but also like the rest of the class is probably uncertain too so just like honestly go for things like I think that's one thing that I want to really tell people is just like go for it because like there are like you have to just believe in yourself and go for things because there's like resources out there for you um there's people that are willing to help you and um you just have to believe in yourself to really um do things and that's something that I learned I think over this quarantine which is like to stop thinking about what other people um, think of me and like what other people are going to say if I start, you know, a podcast or something like this. And I just went for it. And now I'm so glad I did because like I get to meet all these amazing people like you guys and like have these amazing conversations, you know, um, and learn about different perspectives. And yeah, that's just something I, I want to say. Um, what about you guys? Definitely. I think the confidence does play a big role because I used to not be that confident in like basically myself and so I definitely had to work over time just believing in myself like hey you're not 
like low you can do things like don't put yourself down because you see people doing things that are better people are telling you that you can do better like just don't let other people put you down and just overcome them by just believing in yourself and so I guess when you start believing in yourself you naturally kind of instinctively start becoming more self-confident and that's like vital when it comes to overcoming stigmas because if you don't believe in yourself then I guess there's really no way to overcome something that's going to hurt you if you can't first trust yourself. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I guess it's sort of put it like that. Like, if you don't believe in yourself, if you yourself don't believe in yourself, who else is going to believe in you? I mean, I mean, maybe your family would, maybe some of your friends would support you. But like, in order to make the world believe that you believe in yourself, you got to start doing it first. And I mean, that just comes with like embracing um, your uniqueness and like, what you can do and like taking hold of opportunities. I feel like a lot of times we let go of some things because we feel like we're not good enough to try to do them. So I just think if like you have the capability and you want to do something, you're passionate about something, I feel like you should just go for it and try it because you never know what life holds for you. So like just going for it. And I think also just making sure that you're doing what you like. I feel like sometimes people just do like certain things that they think is right to do like like for example for colleges I know there's like oh extracurriculars you have to do this this and this I mean that isn't going to help I feel like the main thing is to do things that you're passionate about and that you like so that you're happy doing them and so you're actually able to show your confidence through doing something that you really enjoy doing yeah, definitely. And I think once you actually do something with your passion and your full effort, because you're passionate about it, it'll like the outcome is so much more worth it. And you can just like, I feel like you can tell the difference between if somebody is doing something for their passion or just for like, you know, college apps and things like that. Um, and I think this, I actually had an experience with this. I remember like last year, I had this huge ambition of like starting this um, nonprofit for kids in the inner city in Detroit, because I live in Michigan. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, in the inner city in Detroit, at least like the kids are um, surrounded by all these negative outlets, like um, drugs, gangs, all that. So I wanted to try to help alleviate that with like a positive creative outlet, such as dancing. Um, but I had this huge ambition and I was mainly doing it for college apps. And so I never even got the time to start it within like that whole year, just because like I never put my whole passion in it. So I didn't even like want to start it in a sense, you know, it was just always in the back of my mind. So I think definitely I would love to reiterate what Zoya said is just do things that you're passionate about and just go for it because there are resources out there for you. I remember I was so nervous to start this podcast because I didn't even know where to start. Like my doubt was um, almost killing me if that makes sense because like, I didn't even I, I was doubtful of myself and like okay this seems so hard I don't think I can do it I didn't even take the time to search even on Google just to be like how can you make a podcast for free but then once I actually took that first step I found like all these amazing resources so it's yeah. just like out there you just got to find them but yeah thank you guys this was such an amazing collab do you guys have any like yeah. anything else you want to add or any last notes any plugs um, definitely with what you said about being doubtful when you start something, me and Zoya were definitely doubtful when we started our first podcast. We're like, yeah. will this actually like work, especially because leadership is really hard to talk about for long periods of time. But when we overcame that doubt and we just sat like not next to each other because we're in <laughs> like through FaceTime and stuff like that, we were just talking about ideas and stuff. And like, it, it was possible. Like you, when you like let your doubt, like not confront you and you're able to talk to someone else about how you feel like those ideas just pop up and you kind of like create like your own 
internal like support for yourself so definitely don't doubt even if you doubt yourself try to overcome it and just I guess don't doubt yourself first give it a go before you think that it might not work so yeah definitely yeah I mean all these things I totally agree with and I'm just so happy that we got to collab with you and it was really fun and thank you so much for this opportunity of course this was like super fun i feel like a lot of the times at least my podcast is normally interviewing and like i feel like this was a good um refresher from that because it was a conversation and i got to talk about something that i'm also passionate about is like business and the different adversities that women have to face with that so it was so fun yeah for sure had a great time today thank you anna yeah of course thank you do you guys have any like plugs or anything for your podcast that you want to say like um instagram just like where they can find you guys our instagram handle is at girl underscore boss underscore podcast it's just that no caps so yeah definitely go follow them check them out and also for people listening on um lalana and zoya's podcast my mind maps podcast instagram is just mind maps podcast like that's it um (laughs) Yeah, so go check that out. And again, this was, yep. this club was so much fun. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us here. And yeah, please check out um, Anna's podcast, guys. She does a lot of episodes on interviewing people on other perspectives and stuff. So it's really great to listen to. Yeah, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Check her podcast out, and we'll leave it down um, in our Instagram page. When yep, perfect. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world and I hope you guys follow the podcast and stay tuned for the next episodes.